According to most textbooks promoting evolutionary beliefs, the universe came into existence around 14 billion years ago. Supposedly, it began as a singularity, an unimaginably hot point into which was compressed all the matter and energy now making up the billions of galaxies found throughout space. Following the Big Bang, the singularity started to expand and cool, enabling quarks and electrons to form, these being the building blocks of atoms. As the universe continued to cool, quarks combined to form protons and neutrons. These then combined to produce light elements, namely hydrogen, including a little heavy hydrogen or deuterium, helium and lithium. And all this supposedly happened in the first three minutes of the universe. However, these elements were still nuclei, not atoms. That supposedly needed 379,000 years of cooling so the nuclei could combine with electrons and form atoms. This hydrogen and helium gas is said to have provided the material from which the first stars formed. Hydrogen, helium, and lithium are known as light elements because they have very little mass. Evolutionary cosmologists believe that the heavier elements, which they call metals, were formed inside stars. Biblical creationists, of course, should reject Big Bang Theory because the order of events contradicts the Bible. Whereas in the Big Bang Theory, the stars precede the Earth, in Genesis, the Earth is made before the stars. There are three main pieces of evidence presented in support of the Big Bang. Background heat, the abundance of light elements, and the expansion of the universe. Is the Big Bang Really Scientific? By Dominic Statham Originally published January 2019 Space appears to be bathed in a low-level background heat, which is said to be the afterglow or smoking gun of the original Big Bang explosion. This is known as the Cosmic Microwave Background Radiation, CMBR. It has been measured very accurately and in great detail, and is said to have a temperature consistent with what would be expected from the Big Bang. Creation scientists, however, point out that this background heat is actually a major problem for Big Bang theory. This is because its temperature is virtually the same across the universe, and this would not be expected from a Big Bang. A conventional explosion would leave behind an uneven pattern of heat, not the extreme even pattern actually observed. Evolutionists, of course, are well aware of this difficulty, called the horizon problem, and some claim to have a solution. Supposedly, very soon after the initial bang, and for only a brief period, the universe expanded at a much higher rate, in fact, faster than the speed of light and this enabled the background heat to be smoothed out. This very rapid expansion is known as inflation. However, according to Paul Steinhardt, Albert Einstein professor in science at Princeton University, inflation is very flexible and can be adjusted to give any result. Any outcome is possible. Hence, he says, It is not possible to find evidence to support or refute inflation. 
Creation scientists would agree and argue that it is really no more than a story called upon to explain away facts that point to the Big Bang Theory being wrong. Big Bang Theory is said to have accurately predicted the amounts of light elements that we actually find in the universe. Hydrogen would be expected to be the most common, followed by helium, deuterium, and lithium, which is what is observed. Particularly, it is said the amount of helium, 25%, is consistent with calculations based on Big Bang Theory. Historically, however, this claim has been very controversial. As pointed out by Professor Burbage and Hoyle, we have now reached the stage where it is argued that the existence of helium is taken together with the microwave background radiation as primary evidence in favor of the Big Bang. However, this argument is only powerful if there is no other way to explain the helium abundance and the microwave background radiation. They then argued that this helium was produced by the burning fusion of hydrogen in stars rather than the Big Bang and that the light emitted by the stars and absorbed by dust clouds produced the cosmic microwave background radiation. According to Professor Burbage, neither the absorbed abundance of helium nor the level of the cosmic microwave background were really predictions of the Big Bang theory. Scientists had already measured the abundance of helium and the theory was adjusted so that it would give the right result. Referring to the parameter, the number in the Big Bang theory, which would result in it predicting the amount of helium in the universe. He wrote, It is chosen to make things come out right. This is why the Big Bang Theory cannot be argued to explain microwave background or to explain a cosmic helium value close to 0.25, that is 25%. If you really believe in the Big Bang, you can choose parameters which will make observation and theory agree, but the argument is not based on basic theory. Evolutionary cosmologists sometimes claim that the Big Bang Theory can predict the amount of the light elements using information, that is, all kinds of data, obtained from satellite measurements. This, however, cannot be so because their theory relies on the existence of dark matter, a form of matter that cannot be observed. This dark matter, which many creationists and some secular cosmologists do not believe exists, is also needed to explain how galaxies and stars form by natural processes. It is thought that expansion of space would cause light waves to be stretched, resulting in light being reddened. This is known as redshift and is observed when we view galaxies. Moreover, in general, the more distant a galaxy, the greater is the redshift. This is understood to indicate that the universe is expanding and that the more distant a galaxy, the faster it is moving away. Hence, it is argued, winding the clock back, we could see the universe getting smaller and smaller until it has reached its original state as a singularity. While many creation scientists accept the evidence that the universe is expanding, this does not mean that we must have started off as a singularity. It could have started expanding from a fairly large state. Creationist scientists argued that the atheists claim that our universe arose from a random explosion is absurd. For example, the rate of expansion would have needed to be just right, as even a tiny deviation from the required rate would have been catastrophic. If just a little faster, particles would have simply flown away from each other, never coming together to form stars and planets. If just a little slower, 
Gravity would have pulled everything back together, resulting in a violent great crunch, with no planets and no life. According to Nobel Prize winner Professor Steven Weinberg, the number determining the required expansion rate, known as the cosmological constant, would have had to be just right within 120 decimal places. But what does this mean? Well, let's use as an illustration the mixing of concrete. Picture it in your mind. Here, the amount of water added has to be controlled quite carefully, otherwise the concrete will not have the required strength. Typically, for every 100 kilograms of concrete, around 40 kilograms of water should be added. For a particular building project, there might be a generous leeway, where an error of 1 kilogram in the amount of water added could be tolerated and the concrete still have the required strength. Working with a margin of error of 0.1 kilograms might still be practical. However, if the allowable error was only 0.000001 kilogram, this would clearly be impractical. 0.5 zeros and a 1 has the decimal point 6 positions to the left of the 1.0 position. But a number of 120 decimal places has the decimal point 120 positions left of the 1.0. How realistic is it to believe that an explosion just happened to produce an expansion rate this critical? The expansion rate, however, is just one of many factors that would have had to be fine-tuned for the Big Bang to have produced a universe like ours in which life could exist. For example, unless the masses of the particles that make up atoms, the forces that hold atoms together, and the force of gravity had all had the right values, the Big Bang would have produced a lifeless universe. Creation scientists argue that a process that is this critical could not have occurred by chance. Christians need not to be intimidated into accepting secular accounts of origins. Big Bang Theory only appears to be scientific because people are exposed only to the evidence that appears to support it. At the same time, nothing is said about its major scientific problems. Big Bang Theory contradicts the accounts of creation in Genesis and Bible-believing creationists should reject it on the authority of God's Word. Dr. Jonathan Sarfati's best-selling book, The Genesis Account, is some 800 pages long. This book is arguably the most comprehensive book on biblical creation ever written and it comes from the author of some of the most well-known books on the subject, including Refuting Evolution, which remains the largest-selling creation book of all time. Creation Ministries International's team of scientists and specialists and our video production team worked hard for over two years to bring you the information of the Genesis account in a Bible study course, and we're excited to tell you that it is now available, the Genesis Academy, this 12-part video course makes it easy to continue the teaching on the origins in further depth. Targeted to lay audiences, each video in this 12-part series is no more than 40 minutes in length, so it's ideal for adults and teens Sunday school, Bible studies, or even Sunday night screenings. All the presentations have high-quality visuals and footage to keep viewers engaged. Many believers are excited to learn more to face skeptics' challenges. 
Our hope is that the Genesis Academy will become an essential staple for every church. It is so important to get a correct understanding of the Bible's foundational chapters right, and this series achieves just that. The Genesis Academy comes with a free online study guide so that you can follow along. Available now in the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, and Europe, and a few other countries. Get the Genesis Academy for your group today at creation.com academy. I am Joseph Darnell. For everyone at CMI, thanks for listening.